Welcome to the podcast that is the warmest cup of coffee in all the land because it is freezing where I live, and I'm sure it's freezing where Bryce lives. Yeah, but I'm used to it, so... I'm allergic to anything under 65, and you should understand that as a former Californian. Yeah, well, it, it was funny. My uh, my sister actually posted something like, it's 40-something degrees outside, and I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, it was... Because she, just, she just, I think, was accidentally wearing shorts when she had to go outside. Yeah. And I was like... I would be like, I'd be wearing shorts regardless. It's currently 40. It's currently 49 degrees. That sounds glorious. It's awful. Like it was great. When I sent the tweet that said like, I'm over the cold. I think it was 10 o'clock in the morning. It was still in the forties and I wanted to die. I still hold by my, I still hold by my tweet. My response, which was, were you ever into the cold? Like, was that ever a thing? I don't mind it. <laughs> Here's my thing. Would I rather it be like 90 degrees at 10 o'clock in the morning or like 30 degrees at 10 o'clock in the morning? The answer is 30 because at least I'll get used to it. Like when I went out to a buddy's wedding in Chicago, like the yeah. high, it was like in the 20s most of the day. And when it wasn't windy, it wasn't bad. When the air is still and it's cold, it, it's whatever. I can go out. And some of the sounds I could, I went out there mostly in like a, a light hoodie and I was fine. As long as I had gloves and a beanie on, I was fine. But once the wind caught up, it was like I threw on the leather jacket and like layered up as much as I could. But yeah. when it, when it wasn't windy, it's not too bad. But when that wind chill picks up, whew. it's uh 20 degrees here in uh Provo right now. And uh, yeah, but wind chill. It's a little windy. It's not. It's it's not as bad as it's been this past week, though. So, well, <laughs> so you put oh. up a. I did nothing in terms of content today or the week at all. Didn't stream. Didn't put up anything. Oh wow! I didn't do. I think it's a, that's the first in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I were I I was doing other things and I recorded. Yeah, stuff. No, I, I get that. I get that. Like. Me posting stuff as often as I am is partially because I got ahead. Yeah, I didn't get ahead. I, I got I I I the the fall guy is one that brought me back, technically. I recorded like weeks ago. Uh-huh. And then in, there was a few weeks before I recorded the next one, and then I posted the Fall Guys one and already had the next one basically ready to be like quickly edited, which was the one I posted this week. And then I've already got the next two videos recorded, so I'm already two weeks ahead, basically. So I'll have I'll have a video that I post around Christmas that no, I am not play, I'm not doing any recording the week of Christmas. So I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think you would be either. So I'm not gonna I know, be. Home. I know I know what I think next week is our uh, our uh, 2022 finale or whatever. Uh, probably. So, if I had to guess, so but but yeah, no, two weeks in a row, and it looks like it'll definitely end up, unless you know, in terms of editing, that can. I mean, these don't require the videos I've recorded don't require much editing, other than the fact that in the video that's coming next week, I 
my wife called me in the middle of yeah i saw that i i was gonna i, I should have just dm i should just dm you and been like i meant to dm you i guess i just say it here like I, do you actually stop the recording or do you just sort of like edit it out and post uh both just record it i just start it talking out. and then I, yeah but so uh but so on this this bucket next is love, is life. recording yes the bucket is love the bucket is life yeah, no, if you if you guys wanted to check that out, it's I so I got into the Stanley Parable because of a YouTuber called Call Me Kevin. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, super funny. Um but he's better than Call Me uh, Carson. <laughs> I uh I uh so I, I got into the original game and so on uh Black Friday, um one of the games on sale was the Stanley Parable, the Ultra Deluxe Edition. Fancy. Um, and uh, and so I wanted to try it because that was the update. And I, I don't, I'd been wanting to try the update for a while. And, you look good. Uh, I, thought, I thought, you know what? this? I played it for a little bit. I was like, you know what? This would be fun to do for like some videos. It, it's, it tells its own story, so it's easy content. I don't have to sit there and talk a lot. Um, in fact, the one I did today that will be posted in two weeks... I almost do like very little talking mm-hmm. um, just because I was like, I don't want to like have too much, like my voice conflicting too much with the narrator's voice. So I think in those scenarios, this might just be me, but I kind of just like talking to the narrator. Like he says, yeah, well, and I do, I do when I can, but like there's no, no, the, the joke has to be overpower him. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll see disembodied voice in this guy. But but I it does make it easy to have fun with it. So um I I will say though, in terms of like my Spex's content, I did get something going. It's just a little more long form informational. It just took me a while and it's still taking me a yeah. while. Um I don't know how it's how it would even perform because it's something way different than I actually did. Um it won't be uh it'll be up after this, but the basically I'm stealing like a jolly olive baseball video where I'm going over the history of 10 year contracts to see how often they hit, how often they fail. And let me tell you, they fail a lot. <laughs> so, Albert Pujols. So yeah, on, you know what's he, funny? Uh, he failed he the number one. So in terms, so here, here's, a, I have the list of all the 10 year deals like that we can pass judgment on. And let me tell you, they're, they're, like the money is wild. So the first ever ten year deal, this is a sneak preview, was to a pitcher by the name of Wayne Garland. He had one good year in his with this, and basically got released. Oh. He didn't perform. Um, the next one was a hitter by the name of Richie Zisk. Again, one good year. Although for him, I will give it. I'll say this: he wasn't a bad player. For it for the majority of his contract, he wasn't bad. He just didn't perform like at an MVP level like they thought he would. But he wasn't bad, so take it for what it's worth. And then it was like then you got like um, Dave Winfield and Eric Jeter. Those were basically hits. Dave Winfield was a hell of a player in the eighties. He just played for a bad team. We all know what Derek Jeter did <laughs> um, for the most part and all that. So that's coming soon. The only one I felt bad for was when I had to do Tulowitzki. I love Tulo, man. Troy Tulowitzki was like a personal favorite of mine, but he just got hurt. 
and retired in 2019 when he still had like two years on his contract, which sucked. Yeah. That's coming soon. I'll probably have like some. That, does, that does sound interesting. I'll, I'll be watching it. I'll be looking out for you it. You want to know what sucks? And I, because this is where really what slowed me down is I'm like, oh, let's see if I can get some highlight footage for some of these guys. There's none for some of these guys. None. Yeah. Wayne Garland. Yeah. None. Richie Zisk. None. And I'm like, you've got to be joking. Well, it's like the worse they are, the less likely they are to have highlight footage because what's there to be a highlight of? No, I gather that, but it's just like, there's got to be like some grainy footage from back in the day. I know it was the 70s, but come on. Yeah. But all right, like whatever. <laughs> I'll make it work, but it's like, okay. <laughs> okay, great. Um, Great. <laughs> I'm not mad you're mad. Yeah, no, yeah, I look forward to that. I, I will say this. I think I will have like some shorter content coming up in the next couple of weeks just so there's stuff um i'm gonna rate coffee again probably so that that was fun i did that last year i'll probably do that again this you're year. gonna you're gonna you're gonna do actual coffee on coffee with specs no no, no it's gonna be coffee on the channel not coffee with specs oh so it's gonna be coffee with specs on specs gaming tv but not the podcast coffee with specs <laughs> i feel like you're trying to like meta this and it's not gonna work <laughs> It's not going to work, Inception oh, boy. Know. Hey, the attention should be on me always. Yeah, I've, I'm starting to notice that. Well, you know who else wants the attention on them is the FTC. I mean, they're okay. I'm going to, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I, I want to read their, I want to read the exact wording because I found the wording to be comical. I think I pulled <laughs> up the same uh, tab as you. I think I'm digging for it. Because I just found the, the stuff comical. Are you talking about the one that Microsoft has already shown that it can withhold? Yeah, and I'm like, dog, really? Microsoft has already dog. shown that it can and will withhold <laughs> content from its gaming rivals. Today, we seek to stop Microsoft from gaining control over a leading independent game studio and using it to harm competition in multiple dynamic and fast-growing gaming markets, says Holly Vidova, director of FTC's Bureau of Competition. You know what I would say? So says Sony. Like yeah. that's all I got. Yo, is I'm yeah, like, is... I'm like, you're literally just panning for Sony, and I think it's hilarious. Like, I, I really, I don't. Is it just because they don't like Steve Ballmer? Is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, Steve, I think old. Because it's I just, mean, ultimately, that's what it is, right? Because it's it's because my whole thing is is like anyone who knows who who knows. Who who knows like Activision at this point and the crap Activision's been in? You do you, you can't look at them as like any entity and say they should still be independent. Sure, I, I think they still have like active lawsuits against them. Their CEO got booted for sexual like I think sexual assault or sexual harassment. Like multiple stuff, the women in the workplace don't want to work there. This place is a PR disaster. As much as the FTC wants to be like, they should still be independent. No one on the planet is gonna look at that and say, yeah, this company can handle itself on its own. Well, and, and here's ultimately what's going to happen, and why I think Sony pushed the FTC for this was <laughs> they what's ultimately going to happen. Well, what's ultimately going to happen is as part of a settlement deal. 
uh, Microsoft will will create a a contract. Will 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 basically vow to the government that they will you know. And then if they don't follow through on this, then they get fined and whatever whatever they agree to. Um, and basically, what'll happen is is you'll see there'll be a thing with Activision where they'll announce like, hey, yeah, we're buying Activision, but there's gonna still be Sony games for the next. 10 years 20 years whatever but the whole or or indefinitely or whatever or 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 even sony will get its own exclusive games from activision you know there'll be some there's always gonna be some and and microsoft knew that these exceptions would have to be made when they bought the company well microsoft they were uh, and from them from all indications are they were already working on exceptions i i now they just need to present them to the yeah i don't think it was gonna be like you're gonna see things held back because I think recent, like right before they said like, oh, we want to put Call of Duty on the Switch, which I think is a horrible idea, but that's neither here nor there. But they wanted to do it. Um, at this I mean, point. they did it on the, the Wii U, I think, right? Yeah, that's what somebody was saying. Is like there hadn't been a Call of Duty since that point, like the Wii Wii U. Um, so I, it's fine, I think. It's just not, it won't look good. But you're gonna see it because like the show port on there looks horrible because it can't handle it. It can't handle it. It's an inferior system that we've talked about for the last few weeks. Uh, but it's unfortunate. Here, speaking of that, speaking of Sony and people, I had an interesting. I don't know if you caught this. I had an interesting debate with no one today about this very thing. Oh yeah. So there was a fake post that said the shows this would the shows last this year be the shows last year on quote unquote last gen consoles. And the post ended up being fake, but a lot of content creators who um who are who are bigger than me, granted everyone's bigger than me, were saying, Oh, this is a good thing, whatever. And then they were getting backlash really quickly, being like, Hey, these things are still hard to find, they're still overpriced. And the amount of I don't know what the right word is, is, is stupidity. It might be stupidity and I get it. Like not everyone, not, not, not a lot of these guys will are in like the same realm as like some of like, you know, the top, top streamers. But one thing I find remarkably hilarious is when creators will talk out of their asses and not realize it. And then when people say, Hey man, I can't afford $300 for an actual gaming console that's that can play it like i know everyone you you have the xbox s that's 250 dollars right now but that doesn't have that that hardware it'll get by but it's not the greatest hardware compared to like the x and the playstation and that really bugged me like i could buy one i just don't want to spend the money to be honest with you because i think it's still outrageously priced especially when i have a 1200 dollars pc so whenever i see stuff like that i get very agitated so i think it's the most outlandish shit anyone even i could say like content creator where where it's like not everyone can do that you know like not everyone out there can be like i'm gonna drop (laughs) you know four hundred dollars for a playstation which yeah, mine, I think definitely some of the bigger content creators forget that. No, I, you know what's funny? I think this is their lifestyle. No, like, but that's but, like a purchase for what they have to do. So, so here's the thing. This is funny, and 
I, I think there's two realms of thought on this. Is you got the people. So I'm gonna. So I'm. I'm. We're gonna say a lot of Ludwig tonight. But like, okay, there's people like I think there's people like Ludwig, and who who have a lot of money, who I think still get it, who understand the business side of it, who could, who who grasp the concept, you know, a little bit better. Any other guys like train wrecks and like I guess XQCs kind of in this party too, where it's like they might not understand it as much. But there are some who still get it, or it's like, yeah, this stuff is kind of overpriced. Like they they might do live events that tickets are a little more expensive, but they offer you like you can just watch it this way and stuff like that, which is fine. But my issue being is that when one you get creators who say like, yeah, now's the time to make the jump, and then studios who are like, one, I get it that at this point we're going as somebody said, we're going on three years of this shit. It's time to pull the plug. I they stopped making PlayStation PlayStation Two games. What in what? Not even five years ago. Like I think the last game was FIFA like thirteen. To, to be fair, that was on behalf of like I think the whole nation of Brazil, basically. Yeah, I will say that the there, the, there was a big market in Brazil for the, the PlayStation Two until recently. Yeah, there was a lot of like the the country of Brazil keeps retro games alive. So I think so. Apparently, the last soccer game was Pro Soccer Evolution 14 that at, was released in the UK November eighth, twenty thirteen. Which is wild. Which is nuts. But I don't think I I I personally don't think the PlayStation Four is going away in the next year. I know everyone's like, well, the the PS Six is coming out in four years. It's not coming out in four years. No, no game studio is that dumb to where they're going to shoot themselves square in the foot six years into it. No, it's the, the with this current generation, the, this market's only just begun to barely stabilize. Sony would shoot themselves square in the dick if they went to the PlayStation 6 before 2030. Well, do you know something interesting is like, I see the Xbox Series X, uh, you know, and Series S, um, but mostly the Series X and the PlayStation 5. And they're, they, they are extremely powerful consoles. Don't get me wrong. But nothing but at the same time, PC. Uh, Well, and at the same time, I also look at, like, what I could play on, like, say, my Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. It's... It, I, I feel like the difference in power and in, in capability between the consoles isn't so great that I'm, like, lining up to be like, hey, give me this new expensive console. It used to be that every console was a leap and bound no. greater than yeah. the previous generation. Well, now you're that's getting... That's not the case anymore, because, no, like, what, you can't go where, any where do we go? Well, yeah, where or, do we go from here? That's been my thought for a while, is I'm like, because anytime and I, and I said this, I, I get an argument with some people over this, but I think some who get where I'm coming from understand when I say, when companies nowadays hold back and say it's limitation on hardware, they're lying through their teeth. The only difference is, yeah, the PlayStation 5s and the new Xboxes, they have a faster, they might have a little bit more RAM, better internal systems, but realistically, in terms of like processing power and stuff, they're already outdated. Every Any console system is going to be like that. But the magnitude of that leap is slim to none. It might have better rate tracing, but you're not... In terms of like leaps and bounds, the only real leap and bound you're going to get is going from console to PC. That is the only leap and bound you're going to get because there's faster processing power and you can upgrade the processing power. You can't do that with console. Whatever the console is, you're stocked at. Yeah, my, my suggestion is just buy a PC. 
just buy a PC and maybe a PlayStation. But I think I would say if you had to go that route, as much as it hurts, I think the digital version might be the better one. Because let me tell you, you know how many PlayStation games I've bought in, lot in the three years I've ha- had mine? Like five actual disc. Uh, I just can't give up actual discs in terms of if I'm going to buy a console, I'm going to buy discs to go with it. I, that's how I am. I, I just don't honestly. like companies having control of the. Uh, that's how I like. That's how I, I feel. Software. And it might be like a Scott the Waz thing, but it's like, I, I get it. I, I really do. And it might just be the way we grew up. Kind it, of thing, it might but... be like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like my entire PlayStation library is basically digital because of the place because of PlayStation plus, but it, I don't know. Maybe COVID's changed things where it's like going to, like if I don't have to go to a store, I don't want to go to a store still. Um, yeah. But I mean, I I'm ordering off of, you know, Amazon or, or game subs website. How do you do that? I was like, I was like, no, eh. but that's what I do. That's what I do. If I'm ordering, if See, I'm ordering like, a, a what, game what, for a console, what, what's that? Bit, like his first video where it's like, son of a bleep. If I want to play video games, I have to, leave my room like that's yeah. how that's how it feels is it's like i have to download the game anyway i might as well just download the whole thing yep but uh, we can get into that it's i don't know i don't mind digital games i i don't because i'm a pc play. we're pc players we know we have to download games i have a whole tear i have a separate hard drive <laughs> on my computer for it same here. Uh, you want to talk? Do I have to lead the conversation on the Game Awards? I think so, because I I haven't kept up on them super well. I was aware of them. Are you aware? But, uh, so we got a little bit of funny at the back end of it. We can get to that. Sure. We can get back to that at the end. Sure. Um. So every so we're to break this out into chunks. I'm going to speed through it quickly. Not quickly, but we'll, we'll get some talks in. So there's a list of so basically, so the Game Awards has like premieres and stuff. Um, I'm gonna read through the list of the premieres, and if something tickles your tickles your pickle, just let me know, and we we can go from there. First one up, Final Fantasy 16 newest trailer reveals a June 2023 release date. It'll be released on June 22nd, and I don't care. I'll believe it when I see it. I know when it comes to Square Enix, like I'll believe it when I see it on my store, right? It looks good, but um, <laughs> it's square, so we can never tell. Um, we got Armor Core Six, Elden Ring developer from Software has officially announced Armor Core Six, along with a new trailer shows fighting robots fighting each other. We don't know much about the game, but it's confirmed that it will be released in 2023. Looked pretty cool. It's, who doesn't love robots fighting each other? I mean, gets my nipples all perky. Uh, one I'm excited for, Hades 2 was announced at the gameplay trailer. Early access in 2023. If you haven't played Hades, it is free on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, for the love of God, play it. It is so fun. Play it on your Xbox. Play it on your PC. I don't care. Just play it with the fucking controller. It's a great game. I love it, even though it bullies me into submission. It's a great game. Have you played Hades? No. Go play I've it. heard good things about it, It's though. good. I like it. Uh, next up. 
Ken Levine's next game, Judas, is finally revealed. Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock, has finally revealed his much-anticipated game, Judas. Details are scarce, but it seems to be a narrative-driven single-player first-person shooter that gives off Bioshock and space vibes. Um, Yeah, so there you go. You are a mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke or leave it to burn? Leave it to burn, baby. Uh, Death Stranding 2 was officially announced. Yippee freaking skippy. Uh, Hideo Kojima re- rewrote Death Stranding 2 after after COVID. Oh, boy. This one I thought was fascinating. Idris Elba joined Cyberpunk 77 Phantom Liberty. New gameplay trailer reveals. Elba plays a U.S. veteran named Solomon Reed and is apparently the only person survivors uh, person players can trust help them fulfill an impossible mission of espionage and survival. Uh, Jedi Survivor trailer confirms March release, so I'm gonna have to play the first one. <laughs> I was gonna say, the, do I want to play that game? Because I mean, it is made by EA. Every everything <laughs> I've heard, everything said it's great and it's free on Game Pass. So I'll I'll probably play it. Um, but it looks it. I'm intrigued by it. If you watch Shameless, it's the guy from Shameless, the the dude from Shameless. I'm glad he's a Jedi. So good for him. Uh, Diablo 4 arrives in June 2023. Oh, yippee skippy. Uh, Street Fighter 6 is on its way to a June 2nd release date. Again, yippee skippy. So glad. Suicide Squad 2, kill Suicide Squad killed at Justice League will include Kevin Conroy. Release date revealed. That date is... May 26th of next year, and it was the last, the, and Kevin Conroy, who passed away um, about a month ago, um, will be Batman for the last time in this game. So, uh, Mar- the Mario Bros. movie clip introduced pipe travel. I could, I'm, I'm so, I, I'm so indifferent for that one. Tekken 8 came out again. Uh, we got to look how combat feet will feel in new iterations of King, Paul, Lars, Martial Law, and Jack 8. Yippee, freaking skippy. Zero Dawn Horizon Burning Shores DLC announced exclusively for PS5. Horizon April. I, delightful. Uh, Crash Rumble is now a 4v4 multiplayer game coming to 2023. Warhammer 4000 Space, Mine Mar- Space Marine 2 gameplay revealed. Uh, Celeste Creator's next game, Earthblade, gets a first look trailer released in 2024. 2D Action Explorer. I never played. You played Celeste, right? Uh, no, but again, it's a it's another one. I, I've seen gameplay of okay. it. So, uh, Bayonetta Origins, Sarah and the Lost Demon announced. Despite Bayonetta, Bayonetta three just came out. Um, but the new French, the new game will arrive in March of next year. And then Hellboy is getting a stylish video game adaptation. Kind of comic booky. Don't necessarily. I don't care about that one. Is that wrong of me? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Crime Boss Rock Rock Hay City announced with cast including Chuck Norris, Danny Trejo, and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Yippee. Uh, Lords of the Fallen first gameplay. I, I, I'm excited for this one, it looks like. Another Swords-like RPG. Tickles my pickle. Uh, and then The Last of Us Part 1 PC release date set for March. I don't care. And then there's a lot of PCs. I, st- I played that game once 
And again, I don't need it again. I'm getting real annoyed with them. Uh, I, well, I know I get it, but at the same time, I've never owned a. I, well, I shouldn't say it. I haven't owned a PlayStation since my PlayStation Two, so it'd be nice to play that game. Just saying. So, you know, not not saying I'm uh, not not excited. There's a lot of like smaller things. Um, uh, Returnal announced for PC. Uh, Genshin Impact. Wait, no. Oh, that's it. Oh, Blur's Gate window. Blur, God. Baldar's Gate 3 release window announced. Uh, Forspoken demo. Oh, I got to get that. Forspoken's demo is available. Transformers Reactive is an online, is going to be online. Yippee. Uh, Bashers. First person shooter. Okay, I think that's it. Oh, Gearbox announced uh, Remnant 2 for 2023. Not 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 Borderlands 4. Blue Protocol will be released in North America, courtesy of Amazon. I'm sure everyone's happy about that. It's a real platformer after us announced at Game Awards. Uh, new trailer review. Yeah. Vampire Survivors. Dead Cells returning to Castlevania DLC arriving next year. Valiant Hearts Home is headed to mobile devices. Colossal Cave. Wild Hearts. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Raid Seasons 1 Reloaded Trailer, Fire Emblem Engaged, Dune Awakening, Destiny 2 Lightfall, Among Us Hide and Seek, Horizon Call the Mountain Gameplay. And that's it. <laughs> that's a lot. A lot of stuff coming up. That was that was just like everything that was announced. There was a lot. Uh anything there you wanna um, anything there tickle your pickle? Um, I, I am kind of interested. I, I I think I know what the idea is for Among Us Hide and Seek. I thought and that I was am cool. actually kind of we, interesting because I think it's a game people play anyways, but that you have to like keep the rules a certain way. It's it's um I've done hide and seek on the current like mode, like without hat mode. It works, it's just kind of yeah. difficult. Yeah, they're to, like, just gonna enable you to do it as a thing yourself instead yeah, of instead of having um, to announce like, wait, who's imposter? Yeah. All right, we have to figure out who the imposter is first, and then now we all hide. The imposter has to make sure that they don't look around, and it's a whole thing, and then the imposter goes around and still kills everybody, but basically it's a matter of how many, you know, how many people is able to kill and how long and who wins and all that good stuff. So, yeah, no, it should be interesting. I, I just remember when that game was like every every week I would play that and then it, it died out. I mean, I think that's how it goes with most video games now. It's like they, they have their time in the sun and then they, they burn yeah. out. So. Yeah, unfortunately. I think Among Us has like better life. It because has a it's falling just... still, but... Yeah. So awards-wise, do we want to break down the winners of the awards? Well, I mean, the big one is Elden Ring, right? Well, I'll tell you this. It was basically God of War sweeping, and then Elden Ring kind of took a handful. Like, Elden Ring took Game of the Year, but Ragnarok kind of took everything else. Um, Game of the Year was Elden Ring. Direction was uh, Elden Ring. Narrative was God of War. Art, Elden Ring. Score, Ragnarok. I have a beef to pick about that. this one. Uh, audio, again. Ragnarok, again. I have a bone to pick. Performance, Christopher Judge of Ragnarok. 
uh, impact was Dust Falls, best ongoing game, Final Fantasy fourteen, best indie game was Stray, best debut indie game, Stray, best mobile game, Marvel Snap. That game just came out. That's got to be recency biased. Best community support, Final Fantasy fourteen, best AR game, Moss Book 2, innovation and accessibility, God of War, Ragnarok, best action game, Bayonetta, best action adventure game, God of War, Ragnarok, best RPG, Elden Ring, Best fighting game, Multiverse. Best family game, Kirby and the Forbidden Forgotten Lands. I love that game. Uh, best sports racing game was Gran Turismo. Uh, best sim strategy game was Mario Rabbits. Best multiplayer game, Splatoon 3. Content creator of the year, my boy Ludwig. Best esports athlete, Jacob J. Whitaker, White, White, Whitaker of Cloud9 Valorant. Okay. <laughs> uh, best esports coach, Mathis Basquia. Transcony Loud. Uh, best Esports Event 2022 League of Legends World Championship. Okay. Best Esports Game was Valorant. Or Best Esports Game Valorant. Best Esports Team was Loud Valorant. Most Impistic Game Legend of Zelda Kingdom of Tears of the Kingdom. Huh. Best Adaptation Arcane League of Legends. <sighs> okay. I was honestly surprised uh, A Plague Tale got so many nominations. Because I remember that was a game that uh, Epic put uh, free on their uh, shop for a little while. So which game? I feel like with games like that, uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. Yeah, that's uh, I. It's on um Xbox, and everybody I, says like it's I, great. I have it on my. I well, I have it on my uh, on my Epic Epic account because it was free one one day. How did I not get it? Wait, do I, I have it? I'm just maybe a, it wasn't Requiem. I'm trying to remember if I'm it was a, Requiem. Or, a, am I just an idiot? Because I usually just download everything now. I don't like not a plague. Oh, the one I have is a Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, that's what. Yeah, it's an older one. The same, like, that the game is relatively one. new. But yeah, no, they had. Uh, but anyways, I'm so surprised because like. It's not a game you hear a ton about until you hear about it, basically. Yeah, so I'm gonna my bone to pick is music because I granted, I think when it comes to like music and stuff, I'm more of like I think music needs to bit like create the environment. And when it comes to like games like Ragnarok, um a lot of times like it, you don't Score wise, it's very, very difficult because they're trying to tell a narrative story and not necessarily pull through music, whereas the music's gonna accompany big scenes and drive tone and not necessarily like story based elements. Whereas something like other games can kind of do that. Like Elden Ring, I, I thought it should have been Elden Ring to be quite frank because I think Elden Ring does this cinematically, does this really good thing of like using music to kind of create cinematic events where it's like in a not not narrative driven but where it's just like you like we were in band like we when when i say this you kind of know what i'm talking about where it's like the music fills the moment a lot more yeah and you like you play you like when you play souls games like that's what it does it just it just makes this moment feel bigger music can really make or break a game or or you know any form of entertainment yeah really. and, and mind you i'm not like what i'm not saying is like like god of war doesn't have great music god of war has great music but when it comes like when you're comparing it to like something like god like elden ring it's just like dude we got this one wrong <laughs> yeah 
But shout out to my boy Ludwig for winning content creator of the year. He beat out his girlfriend, Hudy Cinderella. So. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes you gotta. I mean, you, I well, mean, I'm sure they're 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 both happy for each no, other. No, no, like, the, the whole wins, thing so. is the whole thing is as much as like I I'm people are like oh she got robbed when it comes to like and I when it comes to like I think both her and Ludwig when I say like they are probably both in the top 25 if not top 10 of streamers both of them just by what content they do not saying like not like everyone on this list is like up there but when i say like you got ludwig and cutie cinder like ludwig and cutie are like in another tier when it comes to this stuff like they're not just doing like what i do and what you do they're doing like bigger things too and i like that that's something like not everyone's gonna do I don't think I could dream of uh, of being that big, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so hey, it ever happens, I happens. Mean, like I said, I, I release, I release uh, my gameplay footage for fun. I like yeah. doing it because it's it's fun to you oh, know, that's hang of out with people and play games, and I think that's what it is for them to an extent too. But they're also really good at the games they play, so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So the winter meetings were, were yeah, they just there. wrapped up, and there was still some. I mean, there's some big names that went off the market, but there's still some big names left on the market. There's still some guys we're waiting to hear. On, uh, I mean, Aaron Judge, you know, Aaron Judge went stayed back to the Yankees. Arson Judge went to the Giants. How <laughs> bad do you have to get that one wrong, dude? How? <laughs> Hearing Arson Judge is going to the Giants. I wonder, and. I get spoiled when it comes to this stuff because I listen I listen to David Sampson's stuff every so often, like and he goes like on the Dan Levitard show. And he he kind of chuckles at some of this stuff. And I get it because he he's he wasn't he he was the business guy and stuff. So like what was it? The Padres offered allegedly offered Trey Turner four hundred million dollars and Aaron Judge something similar and they came up short. And he's like, who in their right mind turns down $40 million over 10 years? Yeah. To go back for a higher AAV in New York where they booed you off. And I don't think the Yankees, and I, you can save this for later. I don't think the Yankees got any better so far. They haven't done anything. No, they haven't no, done anything I'm, to impress me. And if you're a Yankees fan, I'm, you can. Cl- you, I hope you're happy and clapping your feet together, man, because your te- you just brought your same team back. You better be hoping my, they get someone. Here's my here's my hot take. I don't think Aaron Judge is the type of player you build a World Series winning team around. I'm sorry, he's I, great, but if it, his power numbers are only going to get you so far. I, I think, and and like you saw in the playoffs, when he goes cold, he goes cold. I think they proved he. I, they're the proof you need where it's like you can't have a one-dimensional offense. Where and for them, this is I think the difference between like them and maybe the Angels when they're healthy, especially like this year with no shift and fingers crossed that they can stay healthy. But when you can give yourself depth in your lineup and Perry has said, like, I need to get 
basically on Wednesday, like, I need to get depth. It's my fault. I didn't acquire depth in the right way. The Yankees are in that spot. <laughs> they have their offense last year was basically Aaron, Aaron Judge and nobody else, and they knew that, and they haven't really fixed that problem. I know they're saying the the Yankees are involved. I don't buy it with Correa. I, I legitimately don't buy it. I don't. They Correa didn't want to go there last year. I don't know what the hell changed. It's they. I know IKF's not the answer there. Donaldson's not the answer there, but. What are you going to, are you going to, who's going to take Donaldson at this point? No one. Who's going to take, I mean, Falef, IKF maybe, but like that, that team is not in a good spot. And the, I hate to break it to you, the, but the Red Sox got a little bit better with them signing that outfielder from Japan. They got better. Uh-huh. The Yankees stayed the same. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's like, well, they got a hole at shortstop without Bogarts. Do they got Trevor Story who can fill in at short? Trevor Story's still there. They can go if they want to get another second baseman. They can get one. I think they're fine compared to the Red Sox or compared to the Yankees. I think the Red Sox might be in a better spot, honestly, right now than the Yankees. But time will tell. Um, But the Phillies, man, they are horrifying. That's the Dodgers. Dodgers and, and I think the Dodgers got worse this offseason so did they far. Know? I mean, they haven't gotten better. But did they get, are they marginally worse than they were last year? Uh, I mean, without Trey Turner, it definitely hurts. And they've lost some pitchers. Um, you do what I say. What I say is this going to be a significantly bad season or or a significant step back? No, it's like not. they're still going to win 100 but, games and take the West. But is it going to make them a lot less um, scary? <laughs> scary? Yes, yes. I think. I mean, look the 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 Padres took them down in the playoffs. Yeah, but how much of that's a? Fl- but I mean, when I how much of that's a? Fl- I, well, no, 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 I, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying is the Padres took them down in the playoffs because just you know sometimes the team gets hot and that's what happens. Um, but what I was gonna say is like I think you know any team would have looked at the Dodgers if they had just if if they had been able to sign re-sign their whole team and basically just keep the same guys on you would have gone into the playoffs again this next year even though the Padres beat them you would have gone into the playoffs this upcoming year and gone I don't want to face the Dodgers now I think you probably are still saying something no, you're still similar, saying something that that te- a team that but, has Mookie but it's, but you still have like, Mookie Betts and but we might and be able to get some hits I know, I know, but now teams feel. I think teams might feel a bit more like we At might ease. be able to have like just that that little crack where you can maybe try to split it wide open and try to I get try to reproduce the I'll uh, say, results. I'll give them this much: when you're looking at them, if they wanted to get another shortstop, they could get another shortstop. They're not going to go after Korea. They've already said that. Um, that leaves basically Dansby. Uh, that's which I don't see him going to the Dodgers to be completely honest with you. So I can actually honestly see that being one of those random ones where it's like the angels have signed him. I, and then all the stories are about how in the, in the past day, the, you know, Perry came in and was, was I think all about blah, 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 blah. When it comes to that, when it comes to like, who do I see him go? I do see dance becoming to the angels. Cause I think his, 
his years to money is going to be way less comparatively. And one thing I've seen on Twitter, Angel's Twitter is like, oh, you know, the price is going to be high. And I'm like, I'm like, everything that I'm hearing from what Dansby wants is like six years in the realm of 125. I'll take that in a heartbeat for Dansby Swanson. Well, and then that would, that would, I think, to take the Angels from being a, a team that, you know, win healthy this year, if they have the current roster they have, will be, I think, a team to be reckoned with, and at least in the sense of they'll be competitive most nights. Well, I know they'll probably still be just over 500 and then maybe making the playoffs this year. I think what's, but with a Dansby Swanson type player, you're plugging a hole that might get you push you over the top to going from maybe playoffs to, yeah, you're going to the playoffs. Well, I think what's interesting too, is when you're looking at like up the middle as a whole, if they wanted to replace, I, I'm going to get hate for this. I think they need to trade Fletcher at this point because Fletcher, I, I said that I flat out said it, I think a couple days ago, I go, Fletcher's just boring. He does nothing. Here's the he thing. Does nothing. No, that's my whole point. As much as I'm like, as much as Renhefo bugs me, if I had, if someone was like Renhefo or, or Fletch, it's like, I'll take Renhefo. At least with Renhefo. He's showing a lot more. I can yeah. get something. But with Fletcher, the thing with Fletcher it, to me is I'm like when I say he's boring I mean he's boring on the stat sheet is there's nothing that stands out I mean not that there's a whole lot that stands out necessarily with Renhefo but at least with Renhefo I think he hit what almost 20 home runs in a limited role yeah I think so so like if I can get 20 home runs the defense is going to improve that was my biggest knock is I'm like he needs to play better defense but if the defense improves him at second base isn't the worst thing in the world. He's a good six, seven hitter, which stretches the lineup, which we, which we need. But with Fletcher, I'm like, he doesn't bring anything to the table. He's low power. His average isn't in the high 300s like it needs to be. I'm just like, he he honestly brings nothing to the table. His con- the only thing he has is his contract's not that expensive. But it, it's just like... You got to get rid of that contract. You got to, we need to flip him for something or put him in a deal because he's just not going to fill that spot. All he has is like, I guess, a decent enough glove. But when you got guys like Dansby Swanson out there, I'd much rather just take the chance at Dansby than, than putting, than it's kind of what we had last year. Cause it's just, you can't, I don't think you can handle a year of like, 260 with five home runs and 50 RBIs from someone. Yeah. Yeah. And he last year, by the way, in 489 at bats hit 17 home runs. How many games? RBIs. How many games? Uh, I don't know. That's 489 at bats. So it's, uh, it doesn't really, um, he played in 127 games. So he played. A so he would have, of the games, okay. So if he, so cause he, he was in the minors. So yeah, he probably hit 20 home runs. Which is, I think you would have gotten almost, almost about twenty five, almost. Yeah, probably so. somewhere in that ballpark at twenty twenty five, depending depending on the games that he played and. I mean, I know his teams, a- and yeah, matchups and. Things. I know his average isn't going to be like like off the page, but. I mean, yeah, he jumped from he hit seven home runs in twenty nineteen. One home run in 2020, which obviously is a short season. And then in 2021, he hit six home runs over 54 games. And then in 
2022, he suddenly pops up to 17 home runs. That just, yeah, I, I'll I'll take the risk with him over Fletcher at this point. I mean, he's the thing is the thing I like about Renhifo is is he can start for you, but if if you get the right type of players out on the field, you can also just have him be a great utility guy. That I rather him not. You know, every couple, every every <laughs> no other offense. game, he's starting and giving no other guys. No offense, it it for a player like him, I would I you, you need him out there every day. I don't necessarily want him out there every day. I. I much rather have him just fill at second and stay at second than be like, you're going to be at second today, shortstop tomorrow, left field the next day. I think continuity for players is huge. So I would say just tell him, like, if they signed Dansby, be like, hey, you're battling Fletch in the spring. If you win the job, you're starting at second base fully. And I think he wins the job out, right? I think Fletcher's going to get, it will be probably traded away. I well, and I think I think I you need to consider Fletcher sooner rather than later because he still has some value to him, and that's why I'm saying. Lose that that's why I'm saying. Are you better off just sort of trading him for another like a a five a five six starter? Um, or or even or even I'd be willing for Fletch. I'd be willing to just take you know a a, a mid um what do, what do you call it? a mid a mid level farm piece? You know, not yeah. nothing. Nothing. Ex- I'm obviously a- not expecting anything extraordinary for Fletcher. I'm just saying something, you know, where it's like the guy has maybe some potential, but isn't like projected to go very far. Yeah, you can get like, uh, like a few, like a give me a four A projected guy and maybe like an upper, like double A guy, like high ceiling, and just sort of be like, let's see what we can do, which would be fine. So, but like I said, I think Fletcher's. You, Fletcher's got it. Well, let's see what Perry's able to do. I guess he's got time. <laughs> I know people are kind. Yeah. Of, I know they're getting impatient, but it's just like I. I think stuff takes time, and especially kind of pieces are still very much moving. So, like bigger pieces are off the board, but it's not over yet. And I think Perry, kind yeah. of like Anthopolis, loves to work in the shadows. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's ultimately it's going to be a. Dansby Swanson or whoever it is. I don't think it's, it's going to be in the next. There, there is one. I think there is one big name signing. There are some people who are saying, oh, well, they might be saving their money for Otani. I think nah. Otani's waiting for them to make one more big signing I, before he <laughs> says, I'm going to sign down long term. Have I said this yet on here? The no, conspiracy theory? So. Again, my boy David Sampson has the conspiracy theory that the Angels and Otani have had an extension in place since he signed five years ago. That that was essentially like agreed to before he actually signed. That they just don't want to announce it because Manfred was they teams were explicitly told that they couldn't like work in an extension prior to signing. So he thinks yeah. so he thinks them saying like he's gonna get traded, he's gonna get he's gonna leave is all smoke screen that there was some sort of predetermined deal under the table that Epler already did and. For the record, the way Epler's spending, which let's be real, Epler was the one guy who I think would could get Otani. He ain't spending like he's gonna have a shot next year. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. So just just That's worth true. noting. Because I don't but the whole thing is I don't know what that deal would be. I don't think Otani's gonna go for a record breaking deal, in my opinion. I think Otani would probably 
I like as much as like I would say like give him ten years, give him my trap money. They're not. I don't think he necessarily even wants. See, the whole thing is we don't know what he wants. Does he want my trap money or does he just want to be like, hey, I'll sign six years one one fifty and call it good? Like he might do that. Yeah, who knows? He, who knows? Well, my favorite thing about the whole thing is is it's it's made the Dodgers. Uh, that's the that's the other conspiracy. Uh, less aggressive this offseason. That's the other conspiracy. And I honestly don't even think they have a they have a chance next that's season. The, I mean, that's the other theory is like the Dodgers are saving for Otani. I'm like, okay. I don't think he I wants to go to the Dodgers. If he's if he's not going to resign with the Angels, he's not going to the Dodgers. I think if, if he went not, anywhere, it'd be if he's Seattle. Not with the Angels, he's going to either Seattle or the Yankees. I think it'd be Seattle. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to go to New York. I don't I don't see him in New York. New York would bury him. If he had, I don't if he had a bad start, like New York would bury him. I can, I think he'd stay here. I think he's gonna stay in sure. California. But I, like I said, it West Coast. It had because it had to be Seattle. Maybe the Padres even. Maybe, but it, I, I, like I assume West Coast because it's sort of the same theory where it's like the other Japanese pitcher where it's like, oh, would he want to play with Otani? But it's like, would Otani want to play with like Darvish for a couple of years? Like that's the whole thing is. Like there, there's all this other stuff at play too. Like, does he want to play? Like, Ichiro's in the front office in Seattle. Does he want to play under Ichiro for a couple of years? I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts, but we we won't know. Till, I mean, that's next year at this time. Yeah. And we might be shocked. We thought we thought Trout was going to hit the open market, and Trout signed an extension in spring training. So we might see the same thing this year. I remember when that happened. I was like, "What? Oh my gosh! I that's not what anything anybody was saying." So, so I so we could see it if it's something similar, because it might yeah. it, it, it oh. might because it might honestly be because you know is it the similar thing of like does Trout know something we don't? Does Trout know that yeah. Otani's staying or sticking around? Trout certainly doesn't seem worried. So he doesn't, but I don't know if that's just him being like, I'm worried about this year and we'll worry about next year, next year. Or like I said, is there the conspiracy that there's already a longer contract that was in the works? Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know. Who knows? Well, did you, did you, I think you said you, you actually caught the live ending. I, I had to damn go work early Baker. this morning, but. <laughs> But Baker Mayfield, dude, man, I mean, like, I don't know what to make of Baker Mayfield I, because, like, I keep wanting to write him off, dude. I, not because I don't like the guy. I love him. But because I love it's, him. It just seems like it just seems like he I, never could quite. I love him. Be a really good quarterback. <laughs> but then I watched him last night, and there are things he was doing that even like, like, look. You might disagree with me on this, Got but I think Matthew dog. Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is an all-time great quarterback. Mm-hmm. You might disagree on that. No, no I think Sta- okay. I, I think Stafford's. I think Stafford's really. I, I, I think Stafford's I think he great. languished in, in Detroit. I, yeah, I think the problem with Stafford um, but, was like Stafford had. Ma- you forget who Stafford had. Like Stafford was thrown to Megatron, dude, and Detroit ruined yeah. Megatron. Yeah. Well, and so, and that that's my thing is like, I think as great of a quarterback as he was, the, there's some stuff at least last night, and, and it could be just a matter of. You know, uh, the Raiders just were not prepared to see Baker Mayfield playing because they're like, yeah, he just got signed two days ago. We don't need to prepare for him. Maybe. I don't know. But like some of the passes that Baker was making is particularly on that last drive. It was like, why aren't we seeing Stafford utilize this many of his receivers just like this? I I don't know. I, it's just it's an interesting 
Um, and and uh, it's just those passes, and then you know they they did get the benefit of a couple of a uh, of a uh, personal foul penalties, and yeah, you know. It, 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 but the, he marched down the field from his own two. And what my favorite image of that whole thing was when the Raiders punted it um, on their fourth down. And when they punted it and the Raiders players, because the, the Rams, I forget who the guy was that, that was back receiving. Oh, they just backed um, away. The Rams were like, yeah, we pinned him. They, he, he, was, he backed away because he thought it was going out of bounds. And then the it ball was, just kept it rolling it just bounds. Bounds back. And if you look at the Raiders players and they're like dancing, like, oh, yeah, we got you guys. Well, You're going to be on the two yard line with less than two minutes. There's no way. So, like, you could see, like, they were already counting their, but I their mean, win. Yeah. but And then all of a sudden, Baker's like, no. Nah, I got this. No, nah, we no, got this. No, but the whole thing was in watching the game i'm like what if the rate like are the raiders gonna raider are the raiders gonna blow it because we're getting because they're getting like they're doing the thing you know like i i didn't mind uh josh jacobs was uh was uh was good yesterday so but i mean like he got me me my fantasy points (laughs) okay that's all i care about (laughs) i mean that last drive like there were some stupid penalties raiders had like that personal the personal foul by the way by the way you you know why they call it that (laughs) because they it's a it's the similar tactic to you've seen this where like linemen will lay on the player and be like oh i fall and i can't get up like it's that stick where it's you're trying they're trying to waste time and the ref just happened to see it as a time waster instead yeah. of just giving the like yeah. when Baker's clearly going to give the ball, like he's like, oh, screw that. Like, you know, it like as much as Josh McDaniels is like, that's bull. It's like, like you're trying to like burn 30 seconds and that you can't do that. It's like, you got to discipline. You got to keep your players more disciplined than that. So, which is but no, yeah. That but was, I mean, if they told like, wild. It, it, I, I couldn't believe it. But so, do you think it's a one-off from Baker, or do you think we're going to see it? Like, uh, I, uh, Sean McVay came out today and was like, look, he's going to be our starter probably the rest of the year. Do I think, think a healthy, I, I'm going to say this, I think the worst case scenario for Baker is he gets how many weeks are left? We got, what, six weeks left? Five, six weeks left in the season? Something like that. It's an audition. It's him auditioning to teams like the Colts, the Jets, the, I'm trying to think of other yep. teams. Like, Five weeks left, including this weekend. Okay, so five, so five weeks. So he's got four weeks left to audition for teams like the Colts. The, um, I'm not gonna say the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers are gonna get him. Like, want to bring him back? They just released him, obviously. Uh, the Panthers, the the Texans, that they don't want to start their rookie. The, the Jets. The yeah, the Jets. Obviously, maybe the maybe the Giants too. Um. Like there's a handful of teams that are going to be in that quarterback market, and like and like I said, at this point, you you put him with an offensive quarterback, and as much as some, I think even a reporter asked, like, well, how much of it was Baker, and how much of it was the the system, and it's like, dude, either or, the difference between like Baker and Jared Goff is talent's talent, like, yeah, like guys who have who. I don't mean to be like have that dog in them, but like, <laughs> but, and I've heard this from guys like, oh, you guys, when it comes to Baker, it's like Baker's competitive. Baker's going to fight till the end and the minute and getting him with a guy like, like McVay, who, who knows, who knows the, who knows offense, 
and a guy like Baker who's just gonna like who who can win. And let me tell you, I think he's got he had more talent in Carolina at the start of the year than he does with the Rams now. Um, like pulling that out is huge. And I know a lot of yeah. it, a lot of it's Baker, but it's just, you look at Baker. It's like if he's healthy and can do it, you know, <laughs> put him in the right spot with the right coach who knows what he's doing. You're gonna do it, and it, it's an unfortunate situation for him in in Cleveland, where he kind of got booted out for whatever reason because they didn't they the Stefanski doesn't trust him, and he has to go to Carolina and Matt Rule, who was out the door. You know, going to a guy who is an offensive mind who's gonna put him in positions to win. We're gonna do it. Like sure. he's got four weeks, man. He's got four weeks to as an open audition. Is Stafford gonna retire? Who knows? But it's like he might he he might be a Ram for a while if Stafford calls it. I mean, him with you put anyone with Cooper Cup who's got an who's got a decent enough arm. They're still the Rams are still gonna be good. They're just injured. They're hurt. You know? Yeah. Like I, I don't know if he stays in LA. Like I said, he's auditioning for a bunch of teams right now. So make the best we'll of see. it, man. He might like he plays Brady on Monday, another primetime game. All eyes on him. You know, he if he beats Brady in primetime, you know. But I love that everybody on Twitter just had the same reaction of holy cow, what just happened? <laughs> So, um, yeah, took the Raiders right out of the playoffs, and Rams are just happy to get back in the win column. So, I'm happy because you know I'm a I'm a I'm a, a Rams fan. So, so you know, even when they're bad, I'll be a Rams fan. So, anyways, how about the uh, how about we get back? We we last week we kind of did our conference. Uh, I didn't really pay attention to exactly who we picked, but I didn't either. Kind of did our conference championship weekend uh, like picks, but um, back to our NFL pick 'em this week. Um, and so let's see. Um, So I was thinking for this week, the first game that we'll both pick will be the Eagles and the Giants, because that's a rivalry game. I think anything can really happen. Who do you have winning that? I mean, Eagles haven't looked as good, but I don't, I can't really see the Eagles not winning. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Giants. I I just, I get a weird feeling about this one. I, like I said, they haven't looked as good. But I think like I think is it a quarter like I don't know is it a quarterback it might be a quarterback thing maybe I have more trust in Jalen Hurts than I do Daniel Jones. I've watched I've watched enough I mean, rivalry I, games in my childhood that I'm like you know what even when the team's horrible things just happen in rivalry games so so that's why I'm going with the Giants it's I'm just going based on a gut call um. And then Monday Night Football, it's not a very good game, but uh, we got the Patriots at the Cardinals. Patriots at the Cardinals? Yeah. Wait, we're both picking that one? No, y- yes, that's Monday Night Football. Uh, 
Wait, I thought Patriot. Wait, Patriot. Wait, Patriots. Cardinals is money. I thought it was Rams. Bucks. No, no, because the Rams played the Raiders oh, last night. I'm smoking the meth. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals. Mac Jones sucks. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm looking at the right schedule. Sorry. So Cardinals, I'm gonna go the Patriots. I'm gonna just make this an interesting week for us all around and just pick differently than you. I don't know. Um, Patriots still got a good defense though, so that's the thing. Um, all right, and then I will go on our. Do I, do I just do whoever the uh, Texans are playing and just choose the Cowboys? No, you filthy no. cheater. Um, no, how about neither I'll of tell us you, can no, choose no, that no, game? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll tell you what, you can pick that game, but if you pick that game, you have to pick the Texans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, man, I, I need a gimme, and I'm, a lot of these games aren't just aren't gimmies. Bummer, right? Um, I think there is one. I'm going to take the Vikings over the Lions. You know, game, was that the gimme you were looking at? No, no the game. <laughs> no, the gimme was I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Broncos. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'd take anybody over the Broncos right now. <laughs> the Broncos are trash. <laughs> I'd take the Utes over the Broncos right now. Ah, screw you. <laughs> that's mean i mean just a little bit but i mean what is this podcast if i'm not at least occasionally doing a little bit of needling you know a? what I'll, I'll i'll give him this much one no one's stolen the coach from utah i don't know why and two i'll tell you this much if you can't beat him with recruiting just get the two frankenstein monsters as your tight ends and just bowl over people you know, that's a sound strategy i don't know why I should, i'm not why would i expect anything less at this point yeah, so you can't beat him. Can't beat him. Join him. Just kidding. Um, I don't even join him. Just like, no, I know. you know, you know, I'm getting at like, beat. You can't beat him with the wallet. Beat him with the physicality. They can take your hot, but they can't take your. I don't know. Whatever. I get that. Okay. Howdy. So we had a we had an exciting game of a uh, exciting couple games of a. Uh, Soccer. Yeah, how and, wild um, so it would have been. This, by the way, guys, on, on Friday nights. So, no England, France. Things happen on Saturday. We won't talk about. Let's um, go, for, dude. I got France winning this whole damn thing at this point. But how wild it would have I mean, this this is a weird one. What if Croatia just comes out and how, wins the whole thing? How wild would it have been to have both Ronaldo and Messi lose on the same day? How crazy would that, that have been? That would have been crazy. So, I mean, it almost happened, yeah, we, mind we, you. Exactly. I mean, so we, we get to the end of that Brazil game, and and um, Croatia tied it at the last second and sent it to penalty kicks. Yeah, and I mean anything can happen it was in PKs. Kind of a wild game, and 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 so that first Brazil penalty kick kind of was what did them in because. It put the pressure because, like, when they when that first one was blocked by Croatia, it put all the pressure because Croatia just made all their their penalty kicks, yeah. and all of a sudden, that last penalty kick become for Brazil the one that they miss becomes absolutely high pressure, you know, high octane type situation. And yeah, 
he choked. He choked. He the the goalie guessed wrong, and he was trying. What he was trying to do is he was trying to bury that. He was trying to put it in such a spot that the even if the goalie had guessed correctly, if he put it just an, I think it would have been like an inch to the right. Mm-hmm. It would have gone in, and it would have been basically impossible for any goalie of any ilk to block. Yeah. And so that's what he's trying to do, trying to kind of make sure, but he really didn't need to do, do put, take such a high risk shot and he missed. And it was just, it was a wild way to see Croatia take out Brazil. And it's like, this was the team that was, this was supposed to be the team of destiny this year. And they're just not there. So hey, sometimes it happens, you know. And then and then you had and then and then basically the next game, Netherlands and and uh, Argentina goes all the way to to penalty kicks and and uh, you know, so you and I were talking about this beforehand. That, that goalie, that Netherlands goalie, he just I don't know what he was could doing. Not. I, I I'm watching. I watched that first one, and it's just like I can't tell what was going on in his head because he 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 jumped while the guy was still running. He it wasn't like the guy was, you know. Uh, if you watch some of the penalty kicks throughout the entire day and throughout this entire thing, you occasionally you'll see the 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 kick takers. They'll they'll. Uh, They'll take kind of a stutter step as they go to kick the ball to kind of, yeah. kind of try to feint and get the goalie to jump so that they can kind of just tell where they're going to kick it. But honestly, he was jumping before the guy had even kicked the ball, and it was just it was it was weird, mm-hmm. and and it kind of just did him in. Yeah, um, that, that the one, Netherlands there wasn't as much get, drama in that one. Yeah, the Netherlands goalie. I don't know what the hell he was doing because it was like because I know we've talked about this before. Where I asked, look like, you look at the hips, and I'm like, he's not even looking at the hips. He's just like, because I, that was the first thing I looked at. Is I'm like, wait, did I miss a like a deke with like well, like I'm, that first messy shot? I'm like, did I just miss a deke? Like, did I miss well, him like like pop his hip? And I'm like, wait a minute, he didn't even pop his hip. He was just running up square. Like it was like he was running and he tar he was targeting that corner, but didn't really decide. And when he went for it, he just sort of like 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 didn't even really kick it. He kind of just like nudged it in. Cause he's like this guy overcommitted. I got him. Yeah. One. Well, and, and like, the thing is, is like one of, one of the things that I was, that we were talking about when I was at work today, the ultimately like you, we talk about looking at the hips as a goalie, but like, you're also, I think more so than looking at the hips. Cause if you, I was, as I was watching these penalty kicks, these, some of these penalty kick takers are so good at, at like, at like, kicking their leg in a slightly different direction than their hips. Yeah, where it's like... To the point where it confuses the goalie. Yeah, and where it's like they can kind of do what like... What you want to look at is more their, like, where their thigh meets their hip. Yeah, where because it's... Because you can only do so much leg movement. Yeah, because I think you can... I think in soccer, kind of like baseball, you can kind of, like, open your hips a little bit and overcommit and still kind of, like, redirect yourself. Where it's like, even if you're fooled, it's like 80, you know, like 40, 60 or something where you can still kind of be like, go the other direction. Because if the goalie over, if the goalie's diving and committing to the other side, he's not going to be able to, even if you kick it with like your other foot, you're not going to be able to get up and get it. 
that I don't know was up with that Netherlands kicker. All every Argentina guy was like bottom was what bottom left, and he didn't even bother like going the other yeah. way. He just committed to the right every time, and everyone was just like, "Nope, all right." But they made it interesting. They ultimately made it come down to Argentina, but you want to know what's really it's interesting to watch so many of those games and end in penalty kicks. You want to know what's wild? I happened to look at that simulation that they did. They had Argentina. So in this game, they didn't have Argentina playing. We the U.S. wasn't playing Argentina, which I thought was interesting in that sim. They had Argentina yeah. losing in the round prior, which I was like, okay. <laughs> and then we lost to France in that sim, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was baffling. But what do I know? I don't know soccer. <laughs> I mean, those are fun. I mean, you know a, a Twitch streamer named soccer, so. I do. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't mean anything like our sports collide in any way. I mean, it definitely has been fun to watch the. Uh, I literally, the I asked her. I I wanted her to do. I I think I, I tweeted out like I'm like I really want her to do like commentary live, especially for someone who doesn't understand certain aspects of it. Where it's like I feel like I have to like I'm at the mercy of the commentators. So when they say things, I'm like, yeah, they should have done that. And then I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like I don't have like enough information to make my own opinion on a call. So I'm watching. I'm like. Wait, why was that a card? Why was that a card, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. A lot of a lot of cards in soccer have to mostly do with intent. So. Which I think is weird. Or like VAR. Like, I don't understand offsides anymore. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's it's like, like I know in it's, basketball it's, when you call a flagrant foul. Yeah. You're kind of looking at, were you trying to get the ball at all? Or were you basically just going for the body? Yeah. And then... How much damage were you intending to but, do? Yeah, because that's the weird. Is that, yellow or red yeah, charge? is that the weird bit too, where it's like there's a little bit of like gamesmanship there, where it's like like slide tackles are kind of technically allowed. Weirdly, if you're if it's like you're going for the ball or something, and if they trip slide on you, slide tackles are allowed as long as you have a very good path to the ball. You can't you can't have a bad path to the yeah, ball. Yeah, like I, if you're coming from I the side and slide all the time, yeah. as in junior high and high school, but. You, you gotta make sure you can't side tackle from behind uh, unless the ball is behind, um, yeah. or or if their legs are somehow like wide open and you're just basically sliding underneath yeah, them. Most so. of the time, you're coming from the side. But, but um, so, who do you have winning the? Uh, I know awkward segue, but we're talking about next week. Who do you have winning the Heisman, and why is it Caleb Williams? Um, you know. <laughs> if, if I had a vote, it would be Caleb Williams, and I and I think it's going to be Caleb Williams, but I'm also worried that it's going to be Stetson Bennett. I don't think it's going to be Bennett. I it, well, the only thing is, is like is like the whole Aaron Judge winning the the yeah, the but that's MVP different. That's, yeah, I, I get, I but get, that's I get different. It, but it does happen. It does happen across most sports where it's like. The better your team is, the more likely you are to win this individual award, even though the award has nothing to do with 
how your team performed. I mean, we'll see. Or it shouldn't have anything to do. So I'm worried that there's going to be a lot of voters out there, like particularly voters in bias. the South and in the East, who are like biased. Like well, middle- Georgia was so good that it- why wouldn't we put Stetson Bennett on our ballot? I guess. I think if you're, like, I like, think well, if you're doing that, SEC. then it then it is an SEC thing. But then if it's an SEC thing, then why isn't Alabama's quarter? Why is Bryce Young gonna win it? Yeah, because well, Bryce Young yeah. has the, arguably the most talent. But but he benefits, I think, from. Uh, a, I think Stetson Bennett does benefit from a team of, uh, you know, he, I, he's a system. Yeah, he, he's good he's within the system. I guess, I don't know that him in the NFL means success. I just personally love the fact. That uh, good old Nick Saban went on every show possible to plead his case that Alabama should have been number four. Yeah, and then TCU and then TCU <laughs> and Ohio State got back in, and and I think they that I was think the right they ultimately made the right decision. I get the name. I, um, I will say this. I was worried. I, I will say this though. I get it. I understand the argument of when people say Ohio State didn't have a chance to lose why are we yeah. why are we giving ohio state the benefit of the doubt and not usc i get the argument i understand it completely ohio state got blown out at home usc got blown out of neutral site i get it i <laughs> trust me if if that were the case i would say sure go for it but if you're looking at it at, at collectively usc would get mauled by georgia I don't even think Ohio. Yeah. I don't think the Ohio State Georgia game is going to be competitive. To be completely honest with you, you are definitely going to get a final of one v two of Michigan and Georgia, and I don't think even that's going to be competitive. I think. I think. <sighs> so I saw somebody tweet basically, "Why don't we just give Georgia the uh, the the championship now?" I, because I think Michigan. I don't see a team beating them. I think Michigan might just like football way, can happen. The only way, well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But what if Ohio State see, just pulls it out? Like Ohio State well, still can. Wild things have happened. That, you know, it'd be an interesting final to have because, uh, have Michigan and Ohio State. Because how? Because as dumb as it sounds, how str- Ohio State's still really good. As much yeah. as we're like they're gonna get blown out, but it's like they're still really damn good. Yeah. But I, I think it's ultimately going to come down to Michigan and Georgia. And I would love Michigan Ohio State again. I I wanted, I, think, I really wanted Ohio State to be three just for that reason. But if it's final Ohio State Michigan, I mean that you're you're that'd be fun. You're hard pressed to tell me there's a better game than that. I guess maybe like a USC Notre Dame or something. But I guess at this point Georgia, USC Michigan Oklahoma. Might Georgia Michigan might bring in more viewers though, just in terms of I think do, you know, no, I, I think, watching Georgia and no, the whole I, uh, and watching Michigan. I think Michigan and Ohio State would do better. I think that I think having a legit rivalry game would do wonders. It'd be interesting for sure, but and I, but I, and what what I was saying though is like if, if we do get to the point of it being if it does come down to Michigan versus um Georgia, and when we'll get to you know what whatever the final ends up being, I think by that point we'll be able to record a, a podcast episode. Probably, and, I uh, think the, and, I think that game is like the seventh or something like that Monday. Yeah, I think it's the second Monday in in uh, yeah, because January. Yeah, because I think because it's some because what they'll I think they take that week where it's like the NFL's in between. Um, if I rec- if I remember right. 
I think the NF the last day for the NFL is like New Year's Eve ish or something around there. And they take that like Monday. I forget. January 9th is what it yeah. says. So it's a month from the Today. time of this recording. <laughs> yeah. I it'll so, be we'll yeah, it'll the be second Monday in January. I was correct on that one. I, that's what I thought. What do you know? I thought that was right. But uh, no, yeah, no. And um, what I was saying though is, and and so like I said, we would be able to preview it. We'd be recording one on the sixth, and it would actually come out that day. Um, yeah. But but my my preview for that, assuming it does come down to Michigan and Georgia, is I think if it comes down to being a coach or like to being a close game where coaching can influence like who, who coaches their players better. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Michigan possibly pull it out because Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh has a great there. coach. Well, Har- yeah. Harbaugh, Harbaugh has been there. He before. knows what he's doing. So yeah. we'll see. But next, we'll see. next week, <laughs> next week should be fun. We're going to have a little bit. Yeah. Of, we're going to have a little bit of a college round table. We're going to have, uh, Bryce's friend Scott on uh, my friend who also does a podcast called uh, Oh, just okay. Sports. He's on Spotify, all that too. Jay Eroticus. Uh He will be on as well. So we'll have an Oklahoma boomer sooner Homer, a Utah Homer, a USC Homer and a sad BYU guy. We're going to talk a lot of college football, uh, get you ready for, I think the bulls start like the day of recording or the day after. I don't know if we're recording Friday or Saturday, BYU's will be the day after our recording. So, so we might have a little bit of result, might have a little bit of like still looking forward, but all the major bulls we'll be talking about. I think we're going to talk, we're definitely going to talk some Coach Prime. We're going to talk uh, definitely about J Rod's Boomer Sooners, what they're going to do, what Utah getting blown out in the Rose Bowl, what USC is going to do in their bowl game. Um, all that, all that fun stuff, the wildness that will be the transfer portal. There's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, so definitely tune in. Shots fired. Definitely tune in. There's always going to be shots fired. Uh, definitely tune in next Monday for that one. Um, maybe we'll do that live on Twitch. I don't know. We might have to because I think that'll be a wild thing. It'd be a fun one. It'd be a fun we'll, one. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll kind of see what happens. I have a funny feeling I'm about to record that on Saturday, but nevertheless. Um, anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. That's all I got. All right. So that that's a calmer episode this week. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not anger. I'm not filled with rage and hatred at a certain team. Um. <laughs> all right. So that wraps it up for us. As always, I am Specs. That's Bryce. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Yep.